HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Hello, welcome to the Heritage Radio Network's Farm Report. Rave edition. <laughs> this is Heather Hyman. And Jack Insley here. Um, we're thanking uh, Heritage Foods USA for uh, sponsoring today's program. We're pretty excited. We have a, a friend of Heritage is on the phone with us here today, Brady Lowe from uh, the Taste Network of Atlanta. Brady, how are you today? Great. How are you all? Hey, Brady. How's it going? Good. Where, very, very good. Where are we speaking to you from today? Uh, out of my out of my office in Atlanta. All right. Well, I know that you are kind of a traveler all across the United States with what you do um, in regards to your tour. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what Koshan Five 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 is? Koshan Five Five Five. It's basically Koshan is pig in French, and Five 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 stands for Five Chefs, Five Pigs, Five Winemakers, and a friendly competition for a cause. The cause that we're promoting right now is heritage breed pigs and local farms. So basically what happens is I am charged with sourcing (laughs) pigs all the way around the country for five chefs in each local city, and I basically provide each chef a whole pig a week before the event. They get a whole week to do whatever they want to it, show up on a Sunday afternoon, cook it for a few hundred people. We get a bunch of family-owned wineries involved. And it's pretty much a uh, pork fest that has a really uh, has a good deep me- you know a deeper meaning to it. Do they all get the same pig, Brady? Same breed? No, no. A perfect event for me is getting five different breeds from five different farms. So if I can source a Duroc, uh, Tamworth, a Red Waddle, uh, Old Spot, uh, Mangalitsa, or you know a Berkshire. That would be a perfect event, is when you show as many breeds as possible. So the, you know, the guest and the chefs get to either work with something new or get to taste something or be exposed to something they had no idea even existed. Now, now, what is your background in food exactly? How did you come to create this Koshan Five Five Five? Koshan, well, my background has been in uh, wine and cheese. So I started off with my, you know, my company Taste Network in Atlanta, Georgia. And I was uh, teaching people basically in kind of these rogue, you know, private-style tastings about how to pair wine and cheese. And the common thread was 
there was always someone very passionate about what they were making. Like the winemakers were very passionate about what they were putting in the bottles, small family owned. The cheese makers were very passionate about what they were producing. And I was talking about how to pair them. Mm-hmm. So the evolution was, you know, starting to do wine dinners, starting to do larger events, but there was always this element of pairing with Taste Network. And, you know, at one point I was in the middle of an underground uh, dining uh, series called the Kudzu Supper Club, which was doing really well in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And I noticed a real, real big niche for, you know, for heritage pork and farmers who were raising these amazing products. They had a story, they were passionately tied to it, but they just didn't really have the chefs. The chefs didn't really have a connection to them. So I came in and started pairing them up. Wow. All right. Well, before your first um, event ever took place, how long did it take for you to, you know, start sorting out all these logistics and sourcing and arranging for the deliveries and finding the chefs and the location of the event? I don't know. I mean, I think, gosh, I, I think on the first event, it, it came together within a month and we had the opportunity to, I mean, at the first event, we actually worked with Heritage Foods, and, you know, it was a direct relationship and reintroduction to you, you know, Heather and Patrick, and we had the opportunity to learn. We learned from you guys, like, a good, you know, a good starting point of, like, you know, how we can source pigs, and, you know, I think that part of the logistics really became a a big piece for us, um, being able to do it, you know, and then... You know, each city now, we've got it down to about two to three weeks that it takes us in in time to really yeah. pull together an event, you know? And that makes sense. I mean, it takes, you know, ordering the pig, getting it into the city, and then getting it to the actual location or where the chef is going to be cooking that animal. Yeah, I mean, it's the thing is, like, with these pigs, it's, it's not a convenient product. I mean, you can't, like, call me like, I need a pig next week. <laughs> like, you need to schedule. I mean, there's slaughter times. There's people that are, like, busy you know what i mean it's oh yeah if anyone knows what you mean it's definitely me (laughs) (laughs) but i mean that's the thing that chefs aren't like geared for right now they're not like sometimes they're like oh i need a pig but i need it they're not looking at like a month in advance right you know well, and that's also why I kind of like that you call it a friendly competition because it's not like something where, you know, on the Food Network you see everyone's using the same ingredients or, you know, for Iron Chef or something like that. You they you kind of leave it up to their own devices. They have their own kitchens, their own sous chefs, their own ingredients, and you let them put their own spin on it. Exactly. And all pigs are not created equal, you know, and I think you have to eliminate that 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 competitive edge mm-hmm. from an event. And make it more of a cause and a reason why everyone's doing it. And it's going to be difficult. People are going to have, you know, they're going to have conflicts or they're going to have challenges. And I think it's, you know, the neat thing about Kachon is there is a pretty determined purpose that everyone can connect to. And, you know, that's local farms, that's heritage breed pigs, and it's great chefs. And people are very, very, you know, very... They're very, I don't know, they, I guess they, um, they're very, you know, they're very happy about it. And I think that's a great part. Brady, I had a quick question. Um, all yeah. this time you've spent with all these breeds, have you gotten to the point where you can really taste, not just tell the difference between them, but recognize the difference? Like, do you know right now what makes the Duroc taste different than the Berkshire? Uh, I think, I mean, they're all beautiful breeds. They all have their own personalities. They all have their own characteristics 
characteristics. I think visually is the strongest um, differentiation I can make. Um, fat caps, mm-hmm. plus, you know, intermuscular fat, like seeing the color of the meat. Um, you can tell pretty well, like, how an animal was raised by just seeing it, you know, cut up on a, you know, cut on a table. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I, I guess they cook differently, too. Yeah, I, I think, you know, I think some pigs have, and I think that's kind of the, the what everyone's looking for right now. I think everyone's looking to see, like, you know, hey, this is the first time we've all had the ability to, like, cook a red waddle versus a Berkshire and versus a Tamworth, and everyone's trying to figure it out. So everyone's, like, on this learning curve together. Mm-hmm. But from a sense of me personally, like, last year we did these side-by-side tastings where we, in the VIP rooms at Kushan, we were sourcing five shoulders, all from different breeds, and just doing a very simple roast on them. And it was it was amazing that people could pick up the certain elements and certain characteristics, um, you know, certain type of oily, you know, certain kind of oils, certain kind of tannins, um, textures in meat, some more earthy, more fruity. So, but if you put, if you do it a side by side, just simple, you know, roast with salt and pepper, it's more, you can do, you can tell, but when you get it into a, you know, into a chef's hand and like a cochon, and they're really putting a creative spin to it. Um, yeah, when they're adding some chilies or fish juices and things of that sort, it's kind of hard. Yeah, I mean, when you, exactly, when you put a pig into an oven with a lobster in his mouth, you know, <laughs> he may have a different purpose at the end, you know? Yeah, well, I know you mentioned that you have, um, you mentioned something about a VIP room. So this is, a, this is um, you know, an event where people are judging. So explain to me exactly what you mean by the VIP, and then I guess who the rest of the judges are. Well, when you walk into an event at Koshaw on 555, you're going to, you know, if you buy a VIP ticket, you're going to experience oysters. You're going to have a cheese display of about 150 pounds of cheese. Like we work with like Murray's. Sometimes we work with Formaggio Kitchen, but like all these amazing cheesemongers around the country. We try to source some amazing oysters. We get a local brew. We get a mixologist in there. And then we have a couple of like reserve wines. And that's the VIP element. All the judges are invited. All the chefs are invited. It's this big meet and greet and kind of social atmosphere. And then from when you exit the VIP room, the whole crowd goes together onto the main floor. So the VIP happens for about 90 minutes beforehand and then enters the main event with everybody else. What happens with the judges is we have a very, you know, I guess humbling opportunity to work with some really amazing people and who are advocates for this slow food community and really do a lot for heritage and heirloom species. So typically out of 20 judges per city, we try to get five wineries, I'm sorry, five farms, a couple wineries, some media people who are out there writing about it, authors, um, chefs, and we try to put them all into the room together and then we just do this, like, you know, 20 persons sit down, and it's all super, you know, it's all personal invites for me mm-hmm. to um, come in and eat for the day. And the chefs all come in and present their five to seven different dishes to the judges. So judges usually typically eat, like, probably 
25 or more plates. So um, what is the criteria for judging for this entire event? Does um, the judges have a different does the judges have a different criteria and percentage of the overall vote as does the rest of the invites? Yeah, exactly. There's um, I mean, the, the room is split in a 51, 49 percent vote. 51 percent is the people's vote and they're voting on the moment of the day. That is the entire floor. That's everyone who bought a ticket for VIP. That's all the people who bought general admission tickets. They're all voting on the same thing. Mm -hmm. The judges' room, which is 20 people, they're voting on a percentile of 49%. That percentage is basically utilization, presentation, and flavor. And utilizations, you know, what you see from head to toe, uh, presentation. Not everybody is a public speaker, and not, you know some people speak through the plate, Definitely. and that offers them an opportunity to do some unique creativity. And then flavor. You know, I mean, just overall best flavor. I mean, you're looking at somebody who really took the idea to to balance out their uh, offering to the judges, and if they score on a low one and a high five, it's one through five, and if you score a five, five, five in each category, then that's a score of 15, and that's your perfect score. And the judges will then announce, you know, one winner on their ballot or their scorecard, and then 20 judges, all their equations and all the, you know, consumer votes are put together, and we have somebody from MIT who gave us an equation, so it's tried and true and honest, and it shoots out a winner. Awesome. How much does it cost for the general public? General public is around 100 to 125. Cool. Depending on where you get your uh, information from, and we have promo codes that go out. We have discounts for trade and industry um, and students. So it, it ranges, and VIPs uh, usually about 40 or 50 dollars more. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I'd love to hear about some of your favorite preparations, um, some more cities, and what's in the future for this tour. Awesome.
You're listening to the Heritage Farm Report Brave Edition. I'm Jack Inslee here with Heather from Heritage, Heather Hyman. And uh, we're talking about a wonderful, wonderful event with Brady Lowe. Um, Brady, what's the most successful event that you held? The, you know, the ultimate. Ooh, that's a tough question. Have you guys ever, it's like asking a winemaker, like, what's your favorite wine? And you're like, well, they're, they're all kind of children and they all have their own <laughs> personality. And I don't know, I, I think out of all uh, the cities, I mean, it's, it's an experience to come to New York City and to to see it. So this year, between New York City and uh, Napa, I think starting the tour off in Napa was really an amazing experience. And the caliber of chefs in New York City was right up there. Both both had their own amazing elements. Both had perfect weather. Both had amazing views and uh, an amazing crowd. So. Mm. It's 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 really tough. I my first time in Napa was an amazing event. I mean, I got to meet Chris Cosentino, and some of his dishes were just did something he, that I forget. Did he make an infamous blood sausage? He had a blood sausage. <laughs> um, he also had a couple other crazy things. Um, yeah, I mean, the thing that stuck out to me was his chili bones, and I thought that was. Amazing usage for what, what you was know, that? chili bones. Huh. Um, it was basically like if you take he had the Magnolitsa breed and mm. it's a very fatty, lard type animal, so the yield on it is shorter on on the the meat side and heavier on the fat side. So he actually took all the bones and broke them up into like baseball size servings, and he took them and kind of like steamed or boiled them in lemongrass, ginger, um, those kind of like really bright Pan-Asian, you know, aromatics. And then he took them and he came into the event and he just had them on a sheet train. I was like, what are, I mean, just like big big white gelatinous bones. And I was like, what is that? And he's like, oh, just wait, this is chili bones. He takes it, drops the whole thing in a fryer, puts in a bunch of uh, more ginger and chilies, uh, he puts in mint, cilantro, and fries it in a fry basket in a fryer. <laughs> and that was the, one of the biggest profiles I've ever seen. <laughs> that does sound like pretty good usage right there. I, was, yeah. I must say, I mean, I've been a judge for the two New York events. The face bacon in this last most recent event, which was held a couple of weeks ago, was, uh, I would say, some pretty good usage. Uh, oh, my God. Who, who was that? The Blue Hill? The, the name of the, the chef is escaping me right now. Oh, it's Adam Kay. Yeah, that was very well done. And he was the winner, right? He was the winner, and he did an amazing job. I mean, he's, uh, he's like the meat director of Blue Hill. Yeah. You know, I mean, what a title, meat director. Well, I mean, when you come out with, um, you know, a menu that has a diagram of a pig and explains um, what every dish and from what part of the animal it's coming from, that that definitely gets you some points right there. I think the funniest is when Tom Mylan, and I, I looked at one and end of the table, and Tom Mylan and Joshua, they're like, yeah, well, this is what my menu would look like. <laughs> and it was just like a, a picture of a pig, and it just had a little arrow on it that said, eat. <laughs> <laughs> Brady, um, were there any dishes that come to mind that were just like 
unbearable, uneatable, and just, you know, not good? Uh, again, another one to probably get me in trouble. I was um, going to say. Yeah. Well, you don't have to yeah, name like, names. Which, which event's your favorite and which was the worst? <laughs> <laughs> how, about, how about a yes or no? Have there been dishes like that? Yes. Um, okay. <laughs> but the one very positive thing about it is, is as soon as I, you know, put it down and I'm like, what's going on here? Then I look at one of my colleagues and they're like enjoying it. Totally. So mm. it's, it's really, it really speaks to me like the regionality of uh, people's palates. And I think that's a very important thing to remember is we're all very regionalized in what we appreciate and how we appreciate it. And I think that was one of the things that I kind of take away is, you know, kind of the perspective of not possibly liking something, but learning to like it. And someone who may be a little bit more advanced than me, you know? Right, exactly. Now, do you have a lot of new timers coming, people who just have never tasted rare breeds, heritage breeds, and they're having their minds blown? Is that something you see a lot of? Uh, in the consumer side or on the judge side or on both? Uh, the consumer side, yeah. I bet, I guess the judges as well. Yeah, I think a lot of people get, you know, pulled into this event with the faction that they just love pig. You know, I think they want to learn something new. With the judges, you know, I think you're, I mean, just the responses that I get when I invite people sometimes, I'm sometimes like, oh, I don't know, you know, I'm not like the largest, you know, fanatic or I don't do this. I'm like, but you do everything else around it and you try to round out their experience and they, they find it very rewarding. So I think, I mean, I get emails from people who have attended on the consumer side or just they just think it's the most amazing event that they've ever gone to and that they would love to, you know, come back or go to another city. I mean, last year we had people who had never had Heritage Breed Pork go to, you know, fly to another city to go to the event again. Wow. Well, that's, so, that's some dedication right there. Yeah. And, like, the first time we were, like, we, were, we couldn't even figure out who they were. Uh-huh. And then they showed up at a third event. We're like, wow. We're like, you look familiar. <laughs> but they would never announce that they were on, you know, they were kind of like following us around. That was kind of cool. That is kind of cool. You're turning into a rock band. I know. The pork <laughs> rock band. Brady Lowe, rock star of the pork heritage breed movement. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I was going to ask, um, I know in this last event you handed out um, a heritage pork breed guide. Um, yeah. When did you start that? And, uh, you know, what is the benefit do you see, you know, for bringing that to the table? I think, you know, producing a field guide for heritage breed pigs, I think it is something that, again, is another niche um, or another gap that was just missing. I mean, there's a conversation that needs to be taking place, and there was nothing out there that, I mean, I've been touring the country with Carolina, who does the event with mm -hmm. me, and we've just been out there and we've just never seen anything like it but they have a field guide for birds they have a field guide for turtles you have a field for just about everything else out there and then we saw the um the monterey bay they had their really cool sustainable fish mm -hmm. um definitely guide. yep and it just it, there was a there was a click at some point you know and it's like there's something missing and it's just the idea that hey here's what heritage breed pigs are here's where you can find them here are some very popular breeds that are out there and available right now. And here's some places where you can, you know, feel that you're going to get a good representation. And I think it was just the idea of like starting a conversation. 
and just see where it happens. And that's, I think that's where we are. I, I, I think there's a lot of good that can come out of it. Um, we printed 1,000 of them, mm-hmm. and we're going to go for another run of about another, you know, five to 10,000. Yeah. Um, it's expensive, and it's hard to do just out of pocket and, you know, for the love of it, but it, it needs to be done, you know, and Edu- Educating consumers, so... Exactly, and just give people a walk away, something they can hold on to. Definitely. Well, mine got swiped, so if you want to send me another one, I'd be very grateful. Yeah, <laughs> I was showing it to some people, and I never got it back. <laughs> but um, aside from that, where is this tour taking you next? Uh, we are in Atlanta right now. Uh, I'm staging for the Atlanta event, which is going to be April 18th at the W Atlanta Hotel. We have a killer lineup of chefs. I mean, we're representing Charleston, Memphis, Atlanta and have some of the this is a hot ticket for Atlanta yeah where can people go to purchase this ticket uh you can go to kashawn555.com okay c-o-c-h-o-n 555.com for tickets awesome good deal and then um there's something I, I was reading about Aspen yeah so basically we have Atlanta and then we go to the Midwest so basically Atlanta's a southeast regional then we go to a Midwest regional and we're working with like Lydia's out of KC we have people in Des Moines we have people in great you know in eastern Iowa and that's the Midwest regional mm, nice. and then we do the west coast oh, I'm sorry then we do DC and then we have the west coast which is Portland Seattle and San Francisco each one of the cities out of our 10-city tour announced one winner, and then all of the winners are invited to go to Aspen during Food & Wine's Classic. And Food & Wine has the classic that takes place in Aspen in June. And we do the event called Grand Cochon, hmm. which will eventually announce a king of pork. So hmm. all the winners from all the cities with all their best dishes show up in Aspen for one day of that. Certainly something to aspire to. That's great. Yes, yeah, so very, exciting. very lucky to be able to do that, you know? Definitely. Cool. Thanks so much, Brady, for being on the show. And uh, next time oh, we're yeah. in New York, we got to get you down here and get you uh, in person in the studio. Yeah, even though it. your flyers were all over posted, uh, Roberta's, yes. where we're uh, broadcasting right now live from the backup at 261 Moore Street in Brooklyn, New York, 11206. Um, Brady, it is a pleasure to have you on with us. We'll bring you back again. Love to talk about that Grand Cochon in Aspen um, after that event. And uh, good luck with this upcoming uh, n- you know, East uh, Regional in Atlanta. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I just got to say, you know, Heritage Foods has been one of our biggest promoters and supporters on tour. And without you guys, there's been a, uh, it'd be a different tour. So thank you all for doing it. Thank you. Cool. We thank appreciate you. it. And so. thanks everybody for listening. Uh, we'll be back as always five o'clock on Wednesdays. Like to thank as always our engineer producer Nat Wiener for uh, choosing some selections that made me smile on an 88 degree day. <laughs> And uh, we'll be back next Wednesday, live at five. Yeah, thanks, guys. Heritage Farm Report. Gotta keep it so my kicks is clean. I get the cream. Cops see me flick my beans. I'm allergic to doctor cries and a histamine. Oink, oink, pig, pig, do away with the pork. Only silver I need a steak knife and a fork. Did you forget your fucking manners? I'm Bruce with banners. Ludacris, Johnny Rockets when I shoot the cannon. The woolly mammoth saber tooth bitch bite your tongue. I won't stop until I'm rich as the whites will come. I pull up in a black lotus. Your plaques are bogus, so I strip them off the wall. Waiting
waiting for my cue to corner pocket eight ball. You racking them up, I'm big paper like pancakes, stacking them up. In fact, I'm slapping them up. Cadillac is a truck. I can't lose with 22, bitch, that's what's up. Running in the back, the fuck better than this, the aqueduct. Chilling in the middle, 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 in the To Atlanta where the play is played And we ride on them things like every day Big beats hit streets, see gangsters roaming And parties don't stop